You are listening to the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. Every week, we bring you episodes that are centered around topics related to disabilities. As the host, it is my hope that you are not just inspired by these stories that are shared, but that you put some action behind your inspiration to do something that improves the lives of those who live with disabilities. I thank you, our loyal listeners, for your support and remind you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Our View for Life and to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to tell us what you enjoy most about the podcast. Let's get into this conversation. I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I'm your host, Arthur Aston, and I'm happy to welcome my guest today, Jim Gavin, to the podcast. So, Jim, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to meet you. Yes, you too. And uh, to start off our conversation, I start off with a form of this question on, on every episode. Can you tell us who you are? Who is Jim? And um, just tell us some some things about yourself, about your life, and uh, something you like to do for fun in your free time, if you have any free time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yes. Uh, wow. Where do I start? Who is Jim? Well, I am a lover of music, for sure. I am a father and a husband and uh you know I, I run my own company so i'm a business owner i'm a brother a uncle you know like all the i i i take pride in a lot of these things right that's why i bring them up as much as silly as i can list off all the things that i am um it's i take pride in every role that i play in my life and i think one of the biggest ones recently has been a coach and i've been coaching my son's soccer team uh for the last what three at least three if not four years now in some capacity whether i'm an assistant or a head coach and i find a lot of joy and fulfillment in like teaching the next generation uh the game of soccer uh, that's what my son is really into and i grew up playing soccer so that's something that i used to do a lot in my free time but maybe not so much anymore um but what i do like to do in my free time in addition to you know, who was Jim, the musician, the maybe entrepreneur, the friend, the all the little other uh, categories you could kind of put me me in is I love to snowboard and I love to work out. So I'm a long distance uh, runner and have and I think because I played soccer for so many years, it just kind of stuck with me. My endurance kind of stayed with me into adulthood. And I really enjoy getting out on long runs, long bike rides. Um, I've actually done some long swims and that's really interesting because that's like a whole other animal in itself and, and snowboarding. And I find a lot of it to be like meditative for me. I, I use it as like kind of a med like a, a, a moving meditation, if you will. So that's kind of what I like to do in my free time and, and who I am in a sort of nutshell way. Yeah, that's great. And I, I love that you say you take pride in all of those uh, roles that you have in your life. That is, um, so true. I, I was sharing with uh, some people the other day, I did a presentation uh, with the University of New Mexico Foundation. They had a lunch and learn about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And um, we were talking about person first language and how, how to address people with disabilities. And 
you know, I said, whenever I'm asked to introduce myself or, or to tell people about myself, I always mention those things that you did. You know, I'm a friend, I'm a brother, I'm a son, you know, and then I say, oh, yeah, and I have spina bifida. Yeah, I have to use a wheelchair. You know, it's it's part of who I am. And it, it's a pride thing. Like you said, I, I even, you know, I'm, you know, I, I've grown into being okay with having a disability. I've had it my whole life. Uh, things have been rough, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it is, um, a, a part of me and it is something that um, I've lived with all my life. I'll live with it for the rest of my life and it's nothing to, for me to be ashamed of. So it is part of, uh, you know, how I introduce myself, but it's always uh, all those other parts of me as well that I, you know, introduce uh, first. So uh, I really thought, uh, you know, I thought about myself when you were introducing and saying all the things that you, who you are to other people. And uh, that's really cool. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we only get to live once. And so we might as well embrace all the things about ourselves that we are. Yes. You know, and try to be the best at it. Yeah. Whatever that may be. Yes. Whatever that may be for that individual. That is so true. Yeah. It's <laughs> wow. I, uh, I shared with you and, and for people that have listened to this podcast before I, um, I am a lover of music. I love music. Uh, so when I uh, was in touch with you about, uh, you know, who you are and what you do and how you would uh, be a good guest on the podcast, I was very excited uh, to see that you have um, created your own company called Key of Awesome Music. Um, yes. So can you share with us a little bit about your company and also um, why do you feel music is important? And why do you think uh, something like music is, um, you know, like a universal language that brings everybody together? Oh, I love that. I love that last question probably the most because <laughs> it's it's so true. Well, let's go back into a little bit of the the, the background of of the company. So, Cave Awesome Music officially started back in 2011, but it was a side thing that I would use to uh, promote and publish songs that I have written. So I, I'm a songwriter too, in addition to doing other things with me, a lot of other things with music. So that it kind of started as a side venture, but it wasn't like what I was doing. I was working at other jobs and other companies. And it got to a point where I worked at two different nonprofit agencies who support individuals who have developmental and or physical disabilities. At, and I was at each one for about four years. And then I got to the point where I was like, maybe I could do this on my own. I kind of like the idea of having more of a freelance schedule, uh, not being always tied to the, like, I got to get there at 9 a.m. Like, and I have to report certain things to other people and like show up to, in my opinion, what they were nonsensical meetings. Cause a lot of meetings I sat in, I would sit there and I'm like, I'm not getting anything out of this. And I don't think I learned anything. And that was just what would happen at some of these meetings. And so I felt like I was like kind of not wasting my time, but it was just, time I could have been doing something else to be more productive and to maybe making more of an impact. So I started brainstorming and I said, you know what, maybe, maybe I can do this on my own. And I had a six week window when I was still with that, another agency that I was working at running a music program. So all the while I'm running music programs, uh, different day programs for adults with developmental disabilities and group homes, and then going into even nursing homes and, doing uh, just fun, upbeat, oldies, classics for like the the folks that live there. 
uh, that mostly had Alzheimer's and dementia. And I just really fell in love with like using music to help people. And it was helping me so much too. Um, I struggle with anxiety, uh, fairly high anxiety. It's I'm not afraid to talk about it. And music has helped me deal with that and getting out the energy that's inside of me that I feel like I have an excess of sometimes. But music helps get that out because I'm singing, I'm performing, I'm physically doing something, right? And I'm moving my body and it's getting out the excess energy in a good way. And I also use music as a therapy for myself to like write songs and kind of make sense of the world. So that's what kind of was going into starting Key of Awesome Music. And I've been doing it since two full time since 2018. So we're coming up on five years now. April 1st will be five years for us as a company. Um, it's not just me anymore. It is, I have three part-time contracted employees that help run sessions. And we basically do one-on-one -on -one lessons, uh, group sessions at different day programs, agencies across the state and even into other states. And the pandemic was really interesting. We were able to do a lot more outside of the, like the tri-state area, let's say. Mm -hmm. and. I was doing sessions for a company in Florida. It was like wild, you know, and I, a company in Illinois, I won a one in Arizona. It was crazy because oh, wow. just had friends of that, that knew what I did that were kind of sparsed around the country. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it was so neat to be able to impact in people and meet new people. I really enjoy meeting new people. And um, so that's, you know, kind of what, what we do. In addition to with those with developmental disabilities, we still go into nursing homes and perform for the folks there. Um, I actually write songs for sick children. There's a, a company I kind of partner with called Songs of Love, which is really cool. And they have a cool program where they get like a profile on a child uh, that is usually has a terminal illness. So it is sad in some respect, but they get a personalized song about them. And so I... Oh, wow. You know, one sheet of like their hobbies, what they're into, what their hair color is, their family members' names, and you have to craft a song around that. And then it's like a personalized song for them, which is really cool. Um, I just, it's basically like using music to help people in, in many shapes and sizes. I, we do drug and alcohol counseling sessions too. It's, it's along the lines of music therapy, but I can't call it that because I don't have a music therapy degree, but it's along those lines. And so that is, in a nutshell, uh, Key of Awesome Music, which is really cool. And I feel like to answer your question about music being universal language, think about any song that you hear that maybe doesn't have words. You can kind of tell just by listening, even if you're not a musician, this sounds like a sad song. This sounds like a somber song. And usually that's in a minor key. Because a song that's in a minor musical key tends to be somber, like melancholy, sad, uh, brooding, let's say, yearning for something maybe. You can kind of feel that in like how the music is played, what are, instruments are doing certain things at certain points. And then you could also the opposite. Like you could tell when a song is upbeat and powerful and inspirational and the strings have you feeling the goosebumps. And no matter what language you speak, if you have an instrumental song, it can speak to you without having words. And that's what's super cool to me is to listen to ambient sort of instrumental music that can easily do that. And even, even if there's a song you don't know that's in like Spanish, you could tell like, oh, this is a fun song just by how the music is played, how the tempo is, it's, is it upbeat, you know? And you'd be like, oh, this sounds like a fun song. I have no idea what they're saying, <laughs> but 
it sounds like a fun song. And so that's how, for me, music is so universal in those two facets right there. You can use it and, and using it as a tool to help people and to learn is another thing that I think has been so valuable in my time of working with those, the pop, the type of the people in the population that I work with. I also forgot to mention, we do library programs for children too, um, which is fun. Uh, just doing silly songs and getting the kids up and moving. And, and that's where music as a learning device has been really cool because they don't realize they're learning. Right. You, wow. When you do music, you're it's just fun. But we're singing the ABCs, so they're learning the alphabet. Mm -hmm. Or we're learning how to count to 10 for young children when we sing this old man. Or the ants go marching. It all counts up to 10. But they don't realize that they're counting to 10 because it's fun and we're singing and we're dancing. And so that's been the, the cool thing of what I've tried to incorporate into all the sessions that I do in some way, shape or form. Something that the kids or adults or anyone I spend time with is learning something new, but they don't realize that they're learning. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I love so much of what you said. And um I can <laughs> I I had a, a an experience uh just last night, actually, I um, was listening to the um, Bad Bunny, uh, new Bad Bunny album, because he was very successful at the um, at the Grammys this year. Um, and the songs are in Spanish. I took Spanish in high school, but that was over 20 years ago. I don't know what he's saying, but as you said, <laughs> you could just listen to it and feel the energy of it, and you can tell what type of song uh, you know, is, is is being played and, and just listening to the, the instruments and just his energy and the way that he's saying certain words and certain phrases, you can tell, uh, you know, what the, the song is, is supposed to be about. And, uh, you know, it's great. I was listening to it and again, had no idea of what he was saying mostly, but it was <laughs> still a great experience. And, um, you know, back to what you said about, you know, because you don't have a, a music therapy degree, but uh, I know for myself, music is therapy, like for, for me and, and for a lot of people I know that, uh, you know, you go to music for a lot of, you know, for, for a lot of emotions, whether they're happy or sad or, uh, you know, angry, you can, you know, identify with certain songs that just really make you um, go to that moment of what it is you want to feel in that moment. So I, I think that is uh really really great the the work that you're doing and um all the different programs that you have and uh the way you were able to expand like you said during the pandemic and being able to host things online and reach people in other states it's really uh you know the pandemic was very traumatic for you know a lot of us and uh you know very sad and a lot of loss and it also brought um i think it, it helped to bring people together uh in such a way and in, in such a wide way of uh reaching a different audience that you, you know, you may not have been able to reach uh, before. So that's really, uh, really great. Yeah, you know, you're right. The pandemic was very challenging on many different levels, but it also opened up a way, a new and unique way that maybe a lot of us weren't used to, like say doing business or mm -hmm. connecting with one another. And so that was a, a crazy blessing amidst the, chaos and turmoil that was 2020 let's say right and then you know obviously the people are still getting covid mm -hmm. it's not like it's weird but right. um 
it was yeah it was a really scary time honestly i thought that I, we were going to potentially go out like i was going to potentially have to shut the business down for, for mm -hmm. a, a few months because i didn't know how i was going to be able to re get reimbursed for certain things um the the division of developmental disabilities that we that we have a lot of individuals through through one-on-one -on -one lessons they weren't so keen on virtual sessions so i was like running mm -hmm. sessions with people on zoom or facetime or whatever they wanted to use and i had no idea if i was going to get reimbursed for them because the state hadn't said yes we can bill for a virtual session so i was just like i just want to be connected to people i need to stay sane and i'm gonna well, let's meet on zoom like we normally would in person and we'll just chit chat we'll do a little music some singing whatever you want to do we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about and then so i'm like kind of connected to you to the outside world mm -hmm. um so that was really something in 2020. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you, uh, you talked about a, a little bit about this of what you do in your sessions with your clients, um, but can you share with us, uh, you know, you, you mentioned like uh, counting and, and learning without them, you know, without people realizing they're learning, which is always fun, uh, <laughs> you know, to experience that even as a, adults, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was uh, <laughs> getting something out of this. But like, look yeah. at that, I <laughs> actually came away with learning something that's really cool. Uh, so can you uh, share with us with, uh, can you share with us, you know, a little bit about your session, like what a, a typical session might look like and uh, sure. with your clients? Sure. So I can break it down into all the different sort of areas we work in. So like, I already mentioned, but I'll mention it again here as a kind of for continuity's sake. With the children's library programs, all fun sing-along songs that really get the kids moving. I pass out percussion instruments. I have a small bag of like maracas and egg shakers. And and I try to do ones where we act out, where we get up moving, and even take requests from the kids. And sometimes throw, try to throw a song in there or two for the parents. Because, <laughs> look, I'm sure they've heard Wheels in the Bus a thousand times. And as have I. And it's nice, like I'll play a song that they might know that the kids might not, so that the parents might even be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like maybe I want to come back again. And so I'll play like a song like What I Like About You, which is like a fun, like kind of like punk rock song or like mm -hmm. Wild Thing, because actually in the song Wild Thing, they say I love you in it, which is like a cool thing for kids to hear. And they don't, I didn't realize like, oh, wow, we can actually teach about love in this song out of a song that's kind of like a rock and roll song, you know? So, and it's, so it's it kind of trying to meet the kids and the parents uh, at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, that's been kind of, that's been very unique to, to to try to look at it in a different way like that. So that's for like library children's programs for those with Alzheimer's and dementia. When I go into nursing homes or when our, anybody from our team goes on to a nursing home, we generally play just classic oldies for them. Uh, Frank Sinatra, anything patriotic. Uh, the Beatles usually go over very well. Anything that's happening with like particular season uh, or holidays. So if it's near Christmas, it's all Christmas songs. If it's in October, we're playing a bunch of Halloween songs. So it's trying, and I do the same general thing, part of some of our sessions with those who have developmental disabilities at the day programs and group homes that we go to as well. Um, I also bring a cool instrument called a hung drum, which is like a, in, it's like an inverted steel drum. Do you know what those are, a hung mm -hmm. drum? Yeah, oh, cool. Not many people do. <laughs> um, I bought one in the middle of 2020 as a way to stay sane for myself and to, you know, be able to do something fun with music in a different way. And um, I bring that to a nursing home just to expose them to something new 
that they might not have seen before. I kind of mark it as like, okay, here, we're going to start with this. We're going to play it midway through to mark like we're halfway there, like an intermission sort of thing. <laughs> and then we're going to, right before we close, I play it too. So that they kind of, I try to tap into this memory thing for them. Like if I come back again, which I generally do once a month at a lot of these nursing homes, that they will see, oh, that's the guy that brings that weird flying saucer looking. That's kind of what and oh, we do this in the beginning, middle, and end. Um, that's for those who have Alzheimer's and dementia. For drug and alcohol counseling sessions, I usually try to go in with a, a topic, hmm. usually a positive topic. So I'll pick songs that have to do about peace. And we talk about peace a little bit. And then we'll do like Imagine or like What a Wonderful World or Blowing in the Wind. These are all songs about peace and love sort of thing and kind of open the conversation up to whoever's in the session and say you know if any songs are speaking to you let me know well if i don't know them i'll learn them on the spot and mm -hmm. i'm able to do that with google and just listening <laughs> but i use it as an example and this is something that i have discovered over time that if i learn try if i at least try a song i've never heard before I use myself as an example of try, doing something I've never done before and going out of my comfort zone. And maybe the people in the group, if they've never been sober in their adult life, are going out of their comfort zone right now to not take to using drugs or alcohol. And that you can do this too, just like I'm learning a song I've never heard before and going way out of my comfort zone. It's, I, it's, a, it's a little bit of a stretch to to put those two together, but I try, I, I outwardly say this because I'm like, I know that this must be very hard to, to try to not just strictly go to, you know, using again, mm -hmm. but, and it's okay if you do, we all make mistakes. We all, you know, fall off the wagon, let's say. And, mm -hmm. but as long as we continue to show up and do good and like, Go, sometimes you have to go out of our comfort zone to grow. And that's, I use that as an, as an example of them when I spend time with those who have drug and alcohol uh, issues. Um, and then going into the developmentally uh, and physically disabled uh, group homes and day programs, I do a little bit of what I do with those in the nursing homes, where I try to pick songs that would be good for an appropriate season, a holiday that's coming up do fun sing-along, silly warm-ups, vocal warm-ups to break the ice. And then I do a guided percussion activity with them, which could include the hong drum, uh, my percussion instruments that I bring and pass out for the groups to use. And then at the end, I do a sign language section through song because I, I think it's kind of a neat thing to do. Um, I don't know that much sign language. I know just enough for the songs that we do. Um, it's something I'm continually trying to learn new signs. Mm -hmm. um, I try to generally teach like, I love you. Like, it's just very simple. If I tell people, if you forget everything else we do with sign language, just remember those three words. Like it's the best three <laughs> things that you can say to anybody, you know, best three words you can say. And um, so that all of that gets included in like a session for drug and alcohol. I mean, um, the developmentally disabled and physically, uh, those who are physically disabled, like uh, day programs and group homes I go to. Uh, and that our and that our team goes to as well. Um, you know, we're still doing a hodgepodge of virtual and in person still. Believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty almost even split. There's half of my week I'm pretty much still at home doing this sort of thing. 
and uh, yeah, it's wild to think still, right? We're three years out of this now, like yeah. three years. Um, but yeah, so I, I know that was kind of a bit of a tangent, but I, I, I wanted to break, break, really break down like how I go about and how our team goes about these particular areas. Yeah, and working with the different populations, you know, you have to approach things differently. Um, so it was great, you know, it was great to hear the the different approaches that you have um, for each of the audiences that you, um, you know, are, are interacting with. And um, to uh, get to our next question, which is um, always fun for me to ask <laughs> people. Um, so what is your favorite song or your favorite artist and why? You can you can give a few. It's fine. You can... <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say because Arthur, I'm not even sure if I can give you like what would be in a top five or even top ten because there's so many songs that I enjoy that I pull something really great from. But uh -huh. I do want to. I have I thought about this question a lot. It seems like oh this is such a simple question, but it's it's, it's not. Hard. It's not because there's so many songs that I. You know, like I can go to an, this instrumental song that I get so much out of, mm -hmm. um, uh, but that's only when I'm in that kind of mood, you know, and then, right. and then it's, you know, this other song when I'm in a different kind of mood, but there are, there are three songs I can tell you right now that would probably be in my top three, my top three, and that would be the song I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. That can be Where the Streets Have No Name by U2. And the Goo Goo Dolls Iris. Oh, good songs. <laughs> oh, and I can tell you why those three kind of all fit in the same box for me, let's say. They make me feel like I'm connected to something higher. Mm-hmm. I generally get the goosebumps when I listen to those three songs. I'm a sucker for strings and all three of those songs have string sections in them. Mm -hmm. So I think between all of that, and I like the topics that they talk about, you know, I can only imagine is about meeting your maker one day. Mm -hmm. uh, Where the Streets Have No Name is a song that is about the starving people in Africa that I didn't know. That that's really what the song was about and it's a very powerful topic you know and iris is just to me the string section at the end it's about love it's about giving up everything to be with somebody and that's like the most sacrificial kind of thing you can do is as, as you know as love goes so mm -hmm. those three will usually would, would make it in my top three it took me a while to come up with that though man <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. like you said it seems like an easy question and then you're just like oh no but <laughs> it's, it's really not <laughs> if i want to if you know if i want to feel like i'm a teenager again i put on i put on the song motorcycle drive by by third eye blind because that's when i was first driving at that point when i first got my license that song has such a cool drum section in it it starts off slow, it builds up. And I remember such good memories. <laughs> freedom, get being able to have my first sense of freedom on my own by getting in the mm -hmm. car and driving and playing the drums on my dashboard, you know, and with right. the windows down, blasting it. So like, 
for that song that song is like when i'm in that kind of mood to feel like free you know mm-hmm. i feel like i'm having a really good day it's beautiful out i'm putting the windows down we're blasting it and we're playing the the drums in the dashboard like but that has nothing to do with being inspired like those other three songs do you know right. like in a different kind of way well it's music like you said music takes us back to a, a place in time where you know that song is related you you relate that to when you first were driving and you know we all have those songs that take us back to uh you know those those happy times and and the uh you know i, I thought about this as well and uh, my dad is from originally from Pittsburgh and um, we live in New Jersey and we would always drive uh, out to Pittsburgh a couple times a year. And uh, yeah, and this is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a time where um, there's no radio stations that you get because you're driving through the mountains. And so, yeah, back in the eighties, you know, we would, uh, he would always put in his cassette tapes into the, <laughs> and, and it was always something like, um, you know, Queen or uh, the group in excess or uh, Pink Floyd. <laughs> so it's like, you know, whenever I hear those songs now, um, you know, it, it takes me back to those long car rides to, to Pittsburgh. Um, but it makes me think of my dad who passed away when I was 17. So it's like, you know, it, it brings back those memories, but it's like really cool and, and also, um, you know, can be emotional. But, um, and, and sometimes purpose purposefully, you know, I'll, I'll put on one of those songs just to think about my dad and to just, you know, have great memories. And, and that's what music does, I think, for um, for me and for so many other people as well. I love that. I'm sorry to hear about your father passing. Um, I I think that's such a great thing that you, you, you know, you tap into those songs. Mm-hmm. It's like a cathartic kind of thing. To, 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 and, and to bring back memories, right? Like I, mm-hmm. to your point about road trips, I have memories of, I have very distinct memories of a, a couple bands that my dad and mom used to listen to a lot. And <laughs> I when we went on long road trips specifically, and it was the Grateful Dead, it was CCR and it was James Taylor. So yeah. I have an affinity for those artists mm-hmm. because I heard for better or worse, like every song that like they pretty much put out, right? you know, but <laughs> As a as a kid, I was like, ah, eh, whatever. But as an adult, I'm like, man, I used to listen to James Taylor when I was like seven years old. You know, mm-hmm. like that dude's like a legend. Like he's just, it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it happens. It it really does. It happens. I um I've talked about it on a lot of episodes. My favorite, uh, my two of my favorite performers, I would say, are are Patti LaBelle and Stevie Wonder. And uh, going back to what what you just said. You know, I was six and seven years old listening to Patti LaBelle songs because my my <laughs> my uncle is uh, Leon Huff from The Sound of Philadelphia. And yeah, so oh going gosh. to his house, going to his house, he only he had a room where he only played music that they wrote and, and produced. So I was a kid listening to, you know, Teddy Pendergrass and <laughs> Melvin and the Blue Notes and Lou Rawls. <laughs> And I remember hearing Patti LaBelle and I was probably seven years old. And I'm like, who, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> who is she? Why is she singing the song this way? It's amazing. <laughs> I need to know everything about her. <laughs> and, um, you know, so it's, it's those types of memories and, and really, you know, really great memories that, uh, you know, that music brings up for, for us. So that's, again, that's why I was really excited, um, you know, to have you on today to, 
kind of uh, get into this conversation of, of music and just how um, healing and therapeutic it has been uh, for me and, and I know uh, for other people as well, just to, um, you know, to, to bring back those, those good times and those maybe not so happy times, but it's, uh, you know, you can really relate songs back to a specific time in your, in your life, uh, you know, specific memories. <laughs> I mean, I can go down a rabbit hole for a long time about <laughs> what, what you can do with it, right? You can write, you can use it as a therapy for writing. It could be a creative outlet for yourself. If you play an instrument, even if you don't, you can appreciate it, right? You can, we, we have music all around us. Arthur, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's, it's in movies, it's in commercials. It's like every department store you go in, right? You're on an airplane. There's music playing in, in there. It's like, it's you're you find it everywhere. It's in nature. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm like, I can, you know, maybe you can get a little woo woo with this, but like, like you're in nature and you hear the wind, like, it's kind of like a percussion instrument. You know, you can use drumsticks against, against a tree and it's like it, that could be an instrument and so you can make music and appreciate music kind of in all these different shapes and sizes all over the place it's all around us it's like it's just about taking notice of it you know and, right and and how we can use it to you know become a better version of ourselves or to inspire others or inspire ourselves you know and so yeah i can go on and on and on about <laughs> i it's helped me so much and i just with dealing with life things, you know, when mm -hmm. I write, dealing with a relationship that failed or something that doesn't make sense to me and just, and just fleshing it out, like it, writing it out in songs and, and or writing about love or writing about, you know, this particular topic that's, in, it's inspiring me and, and coming at it from a different angle or like writing children's songs is like a whole other thing that I do too. And it's, that's interesting. Cause it's like, well, how am I going to write a song for a kid that they might get into and make it silly but make it fun and make it something they can learn and so it's been this really neat thing this hobby that has turned into like a passion in a career for me which is mm -hmm. i just wasn't on my radar when i was <laughs> you know, i mean i started playing guitar when i was 16 and i thought it was like i want to be a cool like rock and roller and and uh yeah i want to get famous man and that's like kind of what it what it was for me playing you know loud punk rock and like heavy metal and and that's what i was first into when i was first playing uh learning an instrument the guitar and it's nowhere near where i thought it would be and it's been for the best thing it's been wow. for the best that i'm doing what i'm doing now because i you know we had talked about it a little bit earlier about how music for me as a solo for a while i was just was solo i was doing gigs like as a singer songwriter and open mic nights and it's very it can be very ego oriented mm -hmm. being we're in a band you share you share the wealth let's say right you okay. can share oh the compliment oh that's awesome like you know you guys sound great oh that's so cool thank you we really appreciate it you know and you don't really take on that oh we're i'm awesome because it's four of us not just one of us but like when it's just one of you like you kind of have to it's hard not to say, oh yeah, I must be the best because people are telling me I'm the best and there's nobody else with me. So mm -hmm. doing what I'm, what we've been doing with the company has been putting the ego to the side and truly trying to serve people through music and listen to what they, the individuals and the people we spend time with really want. You know, I could sing a song that I might like a lot, but the 
person I'm doing vocal lessons with like has never heard it. So like defeats the whole purpose, right? So of doing it. <laughs> so it's like you have to meet people where they are. And that's been something that's been really helpful too uh, with with music for me. Wow. This I I love this conversation so much. <laughs> can you, yeah, can you share um where people can um contact you, how they can follow you on social media and um you know, how how they can just get in touch with you uh for your company and and the work that you're doing. Sure. Well, if you see up here, that's our logo. So I I purposely I kind of have that there for like Facebook lives or, or virtual sessions that we do. So it's always there somewhere. Um, you could just find us. I mean, if you were to type in key of awesome music and find our logo, um, even in Google, you we would be, if not the top one, one of the top ones you would find. And it's the same thing on YouTube. It's just key of awesome music, you know, with our logo. Um, Facebook is the same thing. Instagram is the same thing. And our website is keyofawesomemusic.com. And if you want to connect, you could shoot us a message on any of those things. Uh, or you could email info at keyofawesomemusic.com. Simple enough. Great. And thank yeah. you so much um, for this great conversation. And, um, you know, you really got me thinking when you were answering the question about your favorite songs. Now, now I have to really give that some thought of to, you know, why they are my favorite songs. Uh, yeah, that's really, really, really cool. I, I really appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one thing to listen to a song and be like, hey, I like this, but like, I don't know why I like it, right? Mm -hmm. I've, I've been there with a bunch of songs, but when you really start to think about it, the meaning behind a song and what it means to you will reveal itself, I think. I think it would right. be, I think it'll be pretty quick for you and you mm -hmm. really like that. You'll be like, oh, that that is why I really like that song because it reminds me of this or because it's yeah. talks about this and this was a pivotal point in my life. And that's why I can like connected and grabbed onto that song, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is great. And uh, Jim, thank you so much uh, for your time today. And um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Me too, Arthur. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, man. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> This concludes this episode of the Our View podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on all social media platforms at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you have a topic or a person, or if you are a person who would like to be interviewed for an upcoming episode of the podcast, send us a DM on Instagram, send us a message on Facebook, or you can email me at ourviewforlife at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.